0: You're now listening to episode 220 of the Big Bang Buzzcast, recorded on September 20th, 2021. I'm Roxanne.
1: And I'm Nicole.
0: And this week we're going to be talking about the panty pinata polarization. My very first episode.
1: And one of my favorites.
0: Yes. I'm so excited we're finally getting to this one. Yes. <laughs> Um, before we jump into the episode discussion, though, just a couple things to mention for news. Um, so the Emmy Awards were last night, as of while we're recording this right now, um, and Flight Attendant had gotten, like, a handful of nominations, um, but they didn't end up winning any of them. Um, though, as we were saying right before we recorded, we don't see why they ended up in the comedy series as far as nominations, um, but I'm I, I'm always it, really know. interested
1: in how they do that. Like, it's are weird they that allowed? that's where they felt?
0: I guess they had the strongest chance. But
1: I I just feel like just because something has funny moments doesn't mean doesn't mean it's a comedy. Yeah. Like I don't know. We we were talking about this beforehand, but like there's been. Uh, shows in the past that I've watched that have been dramas that they've been like, oh, like, this was a drama, but it's actually funny. And I'm like, honestly, both of these shows that you're comparing are dramas that just the characters have senses of humor, and sometimes funny shit happens. Like, that's just life. That doesn't make it a comedy. Like, like we said, like, there's, there's, there's funny shit. I have laughed at The Handmaid's Tale. And... If that ever showed up in a comedy category as a show, I would ask Alexa if there are any bridges fairly close to me.
0: (laughs) And then, like, I mean, you compare, like, The Flight Attendant to, like, the show that ended up winning last night for comedy which was Ted Lasso it's like they're two like completely different shows and like Ted Lasso is very clearly a comedy which as it happens does like get into more serious topics this second season especially but there's a huge difference between a comedy that addresses serious things and here we have The Flight Attendant which is like a serious show that then has like comedy elements so
1: exactly I mean everything is gonna have comedic moments but the intent like when they when they made the flight attendant they were like oh you know what would be hilarious i have a pitch like that's (laughs) not how that worked i don't watch ted lasso but i i i know that people like it's very universally referred to as a comedy and i think big bang theory dealt with you know death of parents and struggles of like working moms and dads and sexism but it like it was very much a comedy as the episode we're going to talk about today definitely demonstrates but if someone tried to put big bang theory in a drama category i would be like look you want to put sheldon by himself into a drama category then maybe but (laughs) the show in general is not a drama
0: yeah Though it is worth pointing out, at, for the Creative Arts Emmy Awards, um, Flight Attendant did win for Outstanding Original Main Title Theme Music, so they picked that up, at least.
1: That's good. And honestly, I think the that side of it is very um,
0: underrated. Mm-hmm. Well, then, um, the other thing to mention for news is... Um, So there's been, like, the weird back and forth with Jeopardy for who their host is going to be, and then they, like, picked someone, and then, like, that did not go well. But so, like, Mayim had been in the running, and then she was, like, they said she was going to be hosting their, like, specials or something, and now that their main guy, they dropped him, she will be, like, co-hosting or, like, flipping back and forth with Ken Jennings through the end of the year, at least. So if for, like... I think I mentioned before, like, I generally don't watch Jeopardy. I haven't seen any of, like, these with the guest hosts, but um, I have heard that Mayim did well on it, so.
1: Um, I heard that, too. Um, Mike Richards was definitely a milkshake duck for me because I thought initially that he was a good choice because I saw him host Divided and I thought that he was really good at that. And there were a lot of situations on Divided where someone, like, a dude was, like, being sexist or something. And, like, Divided was a lighthearted show, so, like, he would say it in a joking way, but, like, he would, like, call out behavior like that. So it was very surprising to me to find out that, like, he had done, like, the exact same shit. And I do understand that it was, like, a decade ago, and I do believe that people can get better, but I was kind of like, yeah, like... Trebek didn't have, like, any big controversies, at least, that I know of. Like, if he was problematic, it was behind the scenes. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. um, And I, I don't really know that much, but I know that a lot of people, when Trebek passed away, were not, like, now, you know, we, we, we shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but here's 75 controversies that Alex Trebek was involved in. Like, I never saw anything like that. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Like, I really liked Jeopardy, and it was going to be weird – to not have Alex Trebek host it, but I honestly don't know if I'll watch it. I did watch one episode, the um, the season finale this year. um, This past season, I did watch because a friend of mine was a contestant on it. um, And they had been trying to get on Jeopardy since 2009. And they always tried out every year and they never thought they would get on. And they did. And they played super well. There's a guy that's currently on like a, Really, really good win streak, and um they actually came the closest to unseating him. They out buzzed him like the way that he always won before was he got to the buzzer first, and I actually think that they beat him to the buzzer percentage wise throughout the show um, they missed final jeopardy and they missed one of the daily doubles, I think which is why they ended up I think they ended up finishing in third, but that was because they bet everything on Final jeopardy because they were going very aggressively at it, um, yeah. so I did watch that um. Any Jeopardy fans know who I'm talking about, but, um, they, I I don't know, I, when, when Bob Barker announced he was retiring on The Price is Right, and I know that's, that's different than passing away, because Bob Barker is somehow still alive. Um, (laughs) he's, like, 98, okay? I'm not just, like, how is that man alive? Like, he's old as shit.
0: You know, especially, because his, like, last season, when he was on air, was my freshman year of college because I went with the group and we saw the show with him still in it, and that was over ten years ago because and I graduated he was so ten years ago. Old then, he yeah. Was,
1: anyway, so when he retired, like I know it was different than Trebek, but we also, and I don't, I don't mean to sound callous, but we knew Trebek had terminal cancer. So it wasn't like he passed away out of nowhere. Like, we did know, like, okay, in the next couple of years, we are going to need a new Jeopardy! host. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, uh, Bob Barker announced his retirement, and then he retired, like, six months later. And they didn't have a new host at the time. But within a month, I think, of his last show, because they do the hiatus in between, they had picked their person. They announced who it was going to be like a week later. He started taping new episodes. I saw his first couple of episodes, especially it was a little, he wasn't a bad host, but you could tell he needed to find his groove. He found his groove. There was no drama. He's been hosting that show for more than 10 years now and Mm -hmm. it's fine, but they said they wanted to have a bunch of different hosts to, um, you know, try to make it not seem as weird that Trebek wasn't there, but Now it's just turned into this mess, and I I think it kind of had the opposite effect and kind of cheapened what the hosting gig means, just Mm -hmm. because there's been so many times that they're like, this person's going to be host. No, okay, now these people are going to do this, and was the tryout process even fair because some people's episodes were getting preempted for the Olympics and all of this other stuff? Like, I just think that they handled it very badly. Um... And I'm not trying to say that, like, oh, it was because they had multiple people hosting. I just think that they had so many random people. Mm Mm-hmm. And they still... And then when they picked their person, they were like, we're going to do this to get people used to seeing someone other than Trebek. And then we're going to pick our person. And then we're going to move forward. And then they picked the person. And then within, like, three days, that person was no longer doing it. And then there's going to be two hosts. And now, like, someone who wasn't even involved in the original two hosts is now doing it with one of the two hosts that isn't stepping down. Um, Also, I guess the reason Ken Jennings didn't get the hosting gig initially was because of shit he was saying on social media just a couple of years ago. So, like, while I don't disagree with them getting rid of Mike Richards, like... He doesn't get it because of something he said in, like, 2008, but Ken Jennings is now temp-posting when he didn't initially get the job Mike Richards got because of shit he said in 2017.
0: Yeah, that's weird.
1: Like, so much of it doesn't make sense to me. And we may have one listener that is, like, a hardcore Jeopardy! person, and there's, like, a bunch of things that I'm missing in this retelling, but it's, like, here's the thing, like, the majority of people who watch Jeopardy are not so in-depth that they know every single nuance. I feel like I know about as much as the average viewer knows. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if it's not, if it is actually less complicated than this, it's not coming off that way. Yeah. Also, and I I'm mean, not like- the biggest fan of Mayim, and I think it's weird that all this controversy shit is keeping these other people off, but she's allowed to post her, like, Sort of, but not really, maybe, kind of anti-vax stuff. And she kind of leans on her, oh, I have a PhD in neuroscience to make her the, like, authority on all scientific topics. And she has posted and taken down and retracted so many statements over the years that I'm like, you want her hosting Jeopardy?
0: Yeah, like, I have seen, like, um in, like, a Facebook group I've been for another podcast, but it's just, like, general pop culture, a lot of the discussions there. But, like, some people there have, like, brought up, like, some of the, like, problematic stuff there with Mayim. And it's, like, so it's, like, sort of in, like, some people's discussion. But, yeah, it definitely hasn't, like, gotten, like, that mainstream attention like uh, Mike Richards did.
1: And I feel like, and I hate saying this, I feel like... Okay, I'm I'm not saying that Mike Richards was treated unfairly because he's a guy and they're trying to push being inclusive. So they're like, oh, we're going to forgive the shit that the woman's doing and not the shit that the man's doing. And that makes the man being treated unfair. I think she should be treated the same way he is in terms of scrutinizing all the shit she's done. Mm-hmm. Like, I completely agree that he shouldn't be there, but honestly, neither should she. Like, hosting a show like Jeopardy, you cannot have a disrespect for fact like she does
0: mm-hmm. yeah my weird like as like I said I don't really watch Jeopardy but I've sort of been following along with like the weird host stuff and like I just thought like it was weird how like they go through like all these different hosts and like very much make it seem like they're sort of like tryouts and then they're just like oh and we're gonna go with our producer like it's which it just I didn't made it even seem realize pointless. he was
1: the producer <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like that was weird um He should have, like, stepped down as producer if he wanted to really throw his hat in the ring for tryouts. Because, like, hey, remember when Jimmy Carter ran for president and got rid of his peanut farm so it wouldn't be a conflict of interest? And then Trump became president, kept all of his businesses, and flew the Secret Service around in his planes, meaning the Secret Service fees were being paid to Trump. Meaning he was literally financially benefiting off of the pregnancy, not pregnancy, presidency. And he was all like, well, I'm not going to take a salary. And it's like, no, because if you take a salary, your tax returns have to be posted. And you're not taking a salary, but you're making way more money than that, putting the Secret Service up in Trump hotels and doing all this. And then you're going to ban Muslims from entering the country, but you're not going to ban Saudi Arabia when they were the fucking masterminds behind 9-11 because you have hotels in Saudi Arabia and you don't want to hurt your business. I realize this just took a turn, but I maintain that it's (laughs) related to the fact that Mike Richards should have just cut all of his other ties to Jeopardy if he wanted to try out for the hosting job. Yeah.
0: Yeah agreed
1: also did alex trebek get any sort of fucking say in who his replacement was to be?
0: <laughs> i feel like i did read that he had said he wanted it to be some specific person but i cannot remember now who that person was but it's none of the people who are like at the top right now who they have doing it so
1: also there I was a think. time when i thought that it should be ken jennings just because he's such an iconic player But now, having seen him on, like, Masterminds and on other shows... First of all, how about Brooke Burns host Jeopardy? She's fucking great at everything she does, and I do not recall there being any controversy with her. She probably doesn't want to do it, but I I would be on board with her. But anyway, on Masterminds, I'm like, man, this dude is awkward as shit. He's also very arrogant. And Alex Trebek was arrogant, but, like, in a more subtle way... Like, Trebek would, like, actively talk, not Trebek, Jennings would actively talk down on people stupider than him, whereas with, uh, um, that's what Jennings would do, whereas Trebek, if someone did a wrong answer that was, like, really obviously wrong, he would just sort of stare at them with wide eyes for a couple
0: (laughs) seconds and then just move on, which
1: is energy that I like a lot better. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if he would like they're trying they were trying to do this like for his legacy or whatever, and I'm like, I don't think he would like what this has turned into.
0: Yeah, it's just a mess at this point. Yeah.
1: On to Big Bang Theory. Did we have more news?
0: No, it was just those. Just okay. that.
1: So we got derailed right at the end. So we'll just call that a
0: transition. Yes. Okay, so Panty Pinata. Which, as I've said, so this was like my first episode that I saw. I was, like, went over to, like, some friend's house, and, like, some people were already there hanging out, and then they just had this on. And so, like, it was, like, in the mid, like, over, I think it was slightly over halfway through the episode, around the halfway point, when I, like, even came into it.
1: I was gonna ask you how you came to watch it. So, when was the first time you saw it all the way through, and how much of the show had you seen by the time you saw it all the way through?
0: Um, well, so, like... I came like this was like a, so my first episode and I was watching it halfway through and then I saw from there through the end of the second season and then I saw all of the first season and then I started watching the second season again from the beginning and then so this so it was and this was like all within like a span of like a couple months or so because it was okay. like late December 2009 when I started watching because I remember I was on like a New Year's Eve trip with these friends um, when we finished season two because this was like at a different day when we were hanging out we finished the season because I remember it ended with that cliffhanger with Leonard and Penny I was like I need to know what happens with them Um, but then I bought the DVDs myself to watch from the beginning and then like I said like I started watching live in like February maybe February or March well my first taping it might have been in february i don't know but it like so by it was probably like january then when like when i actually saw the episode all the way through after i had the full context at that point okay yeah and so like so since you kind of talked about like your like sitcom feelings before big bang theory mm-hmm. so like i grew up watching sitcoms like like sitcoms from the 90s like current shows and then also like reruns on like like at night and like going back to like I Love Lucy and Gilligan's Island and whatever so like I grew up definitely watching them and loving them but I reached a point where after Friends ended I sort of shifted to watching mostly like hour-long like drama shows like One Tree Hill and Gilmore Girls and Heroes like that's what I was watching like end of high school and then into college
1: oh heroes thoughts and prayers.
0: Yes. Um, but I remember feeling, like, after Friends ended, that that was sort of, like, like the last, like, good sitcom that was on TV. And then a lot of, like, the ones that were on my radar that I kind of knew of, or, like, I caught, like, parts of, were, like, like they're, like, they were, you know, like, the family sitcoms, where it's, like, the guy, the dad is, like, lazy, and then, like, the mom is just annoying, you know, like, that trope that was, like... I guess it's – I don't know if it's still around as much, but that was very prevalent for a while. That sort of became, like, my, like – my view on sitcoms. It's like, oh, it's all that sort of stuff now. So, like, I, like, sort of was, like, felt that they were, like, beneath. And then, like, the, like, hour-long shows that I was watching. And then, like, I was randomly with the friends – with my friends. And then, like, they were randomly watching this. And I was like, oh, oh, this is good. Oh, there's still good sitcoms on TV right now. Okay. (laughs) So, that was sort of, like, my roundabout way on how I, like, appreciated sitcoms once again. Because okay. of Big Bang Theory. But yeah, so, the episode, to get into the discussion itself, um, it starts with the guys playing Klingon Boggle.
1: Yeah, and I have a problem. Okay. <laughs> um. So, providing I do not speak Klingon... Um, providing that the transcript website spells all of these words correctly, this is an impossible boggle board. There are 16 different, uh, letters, so it'll show 16 uh, when you shake it, like it's a 4x4, unless Mm -hmm. play on boggle's different, and, and, and unless you can repeat letters, which if I'm... If I'm remembering Boggle correctly, like if you have a word with two N's in it, you can't use the same N twice. There would have to be like two N's on the board. Um, there are 4, 8, 12, 16, there are 18 different letter spaces being used for all of these people's answers. Mm hmm. This is not a big deal. It doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the episode, but it bothers me because when I was looking at this to make notes the other day, I was like, I think this is too many letters. And there would have to be two p's, uh, like three or four r's, um, two h's, o t l, um, an a an n, an e and m. I said two h's already, um, a c, and that's like seventeen or eighteen letters. So this really is not a real uh, board unless the transcript site spelled the Klingon words wrong. But I'm not an authority on that, so I don't know.
0: You know, I was wondering, like. Um, I mean, I, I guess I might have played Boggle at some point, but it's been ages. But I was wondering about like, yeah, like technically, if that would work with like a standard Boggle board and the Klingon language, because it seems like there's very much like a prevalence with like certain letters. So like, if you didn't happen to get like a C and an H, I feel like you would be like completely out of luck. No. You know?
1: Another thing I haven't looked into is even if this is somehow 16 letters, if the rules with Boggle as to how you can jump from letter to letter, if the layout on this board is even possible to get all of those. Um, But it does not seem I'm very suspicious of this game.
0: Yeah, I do feel like it would probably have to be like, with slightly different rules, or like, maybe even like, modified somehow to make it work
1: that would be the way that they would get away with it just like how shows um (laughs) will just have no continuity at all and then lean on unreliable narrator like this person could the narrator could have been lying or the narrator could have been mistaken and i'm like if you're using unreliable narrator to get from point a to point b then that's fine, but if every time you fuck something up, you go unreliable narrator, then it's just lazy writing.
0: Yeah. Okay, you know, actually, so I googled Klingon Boggle, um, and found, like, a screenshot from the episode, which is actually on a Klingon wiki. They have a page specifically for Boggle. Okay. But, so, it looks like the, like, the Boggle set they're using in the episode, it's, like, it's not actual, like, our le- alphabet letters. It's, like, the Klingon alphabet. So, they were using, like, a homemade Klingon alphabet set with their setup.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Because then some letters would be... Um, like, like, R, like, R-C-H or R-S-T could be one.
0: Yeah, like, one symbol, assumingly. And then, like, whatever's on the transcript is, like, the English, R alphabet, like, trans... What's the word? It's not, like, a translation. Transcription? Transcription, yeah. Or transliter. I don't know, whatever. We know, we, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, we're just spelling it how we would spell it. Yeah, I, um... I kind of liked them playing this, though. Like, it kind of reminded me, not exactly the same, but um, I remember, like, playing Scattergories once with some friends. I love and, like, Scattergories. Yes. But, like, we were, like, we were doing it, in like, in teams because we didn't have enough boards or whatever. But, like, my friend and I, we were coming up with, like, a Harry Potter-related answer for every single one. So, like, we were like, d- like, d- like, um, to like lower the chance of getting duplicates with like the other people who were definitely not doing that.
1: You remind um, me to never place categories with you. That would drive me <laughs> the fucking wall.
0: But like, it, it kind of reminded me of that, just like going like hard with like a fandom or show connection with like a game to like, yeah.
1: Yeah, the problem was we all watched and read the same shit when I was growing up. So it was basically just like, okay we have to like overthink it's like the poison drink thing from princess bride like we have to figure out what the other person is going to think we aren't going to say because then that's what we're going to say and then we have Mm -hmm. to say what they don't think that we're you know that type of thing yeah anyway i've never been a big boggle fan
0: like i said i feel like i might have played it at some point but it, it was not like a game that we hadn't played often
1: we own it, and if I ever had the opportunity to, like, ceremoniously destroy it, I would you do You would? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so they're playing Klingon Boggle. Penny comes over, um, because she needs to use her TV. I feel like this, like, we've had, like, other examples, like, in more recent episodes of, like, did that just, like, show, like, how, like, comfortable Penny is with just, like, coming over and hanging out with him now? But, like, this is definitely one of those examples where she just barges in, like, I need your TV.
1: Yeah. Like, not yeah. can I borrow it, not not can I watch it, but just, hi, I'm going to do
0: this. Yeah. Um, And she needs to use her TV because hers is, like, not working. It's static or whatever. And then we have the exchange, like, well, did you pay your cable bill? Ugh, you sound like the cable company.
1: Yeah, which we were just talking about before we started recording because I was like, oh, I can't use this software anymore, probably because the credit card I have on file with that company expired and I didn't update it because I didn't want to pay it. I have a lot of shit saved in that service, so I'm probably gonna have to pay it one more time and then just wipe all of my stuff off, not like private information, but just like stuff I need to have access to. Yeah. But for right now, I'm just like, haha, And that's actually how I'm, like, stopping myself, like, from having these dumb subscriptions that I don't need, is I just switch them all over to my credit card that's expiring at the end of the month, and then it will just sort of force me to not use them anymore.
0: (laughs) Well, that's one strategy. Yeah, I have no impulse control, so that's really the only way to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she turns on their TV to watch America's Next Top Model. Which instantly gets the attention of all of the guys except for Sheldon. Did you ever watch any of Top Model? I want you to think about
1: everything you know about me and then reconsider if you want to ask me that question.
0: I mean, I'm assuming no. (laughs) (laughs) No. I have not seen a single episode of America's Next Top Model. I feel like my sisters watched it for a while because I remember, I feel like I've seen like little bits here and there, but it was never something that. I watched.
1: Okay, I am sort of wrong. I have watched YouTube videos about like, this is how toxic certain reality TV series have been and there were clips from America's Next Top Model in some of those. I have not sat down and watched an episode all the way through, but I guess I have technically seen some of it because people were breaking down how shitty it was. But, Mm. um, I never sat down and watched it. I had zero interest in that.
0: Yeah. Okay, I really like in this scene, it's kind of small, but like Kaylee's like reactions to like the guys in a couple of the clips, like the bit where like Leonard teases Howard about like, oh, yeah, like they can all move in with you and your mom. And then it has like a shot of Penny and just like her kind of like gentle amusement at that. Yes. (laughs) And then when Sheldon is like saying about like a couple of the Klingon words, and she just kind of like winces next to him. I don't know. I feel like her reactions were very much on point in this scene.
1: Yeah, also, I don't understand Leonard being so upset about Penny finding out that they were playing Klingon Boggle because, like, one, it's on the table. Two, y'all told her about this the literal day that you met.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, Howard says, like, what do you mean, ah? Like, she didn't (laughs) know we were nerds. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't a big secret here. Yeah, that's not going to change anything. I mean, especially now that we've already gone past were well past when, like, they bought the literal life-size time machine. Like, I feel like Klingon Boggle is pretty small next to that.
1: Yeah. If that didn't uh, get rid of her, which it nearly did, to be fair, um, (laughs) nothing will.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Howard's investment sudden with this uh, top model and thinking about them living together and showering together and the naked pillow fights – leads penny to leave because she's going to pay her cable bill
1: (laughs) i i i i I sort of do and sort of don't want to know where men got this idea that we all just hang out and have naked pillow fights
0: yeah i don't you
1: hear that on multiple shows Mm mm-hmm and I'm like, is this, is this some weird thing that like the men of Hollywood fantasize about and just pretend that it's a normal thing? Or do men actually think that that happens? Because let me tell you, I can't even remember ever participating in a clothed pillow fight as a small child, much less a naked one with other adults.
0: I have like I did do like pillow fights as a kid occasionally, but definitely fully clothed all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, well, if I you don't were know. A where kid, it is. I would
1: hope you were fully clothed yeah. during these. But like, that is something I see naked pillow fights so much on in media, and I'm just like, I don't know. And I I have a lot of different, like I have a lot of friends, like, and even the ones who I'm like, okay, if anyone's done this, it's her. She hasn't done that shit either, so I'm like, (laughs) I don't know where this perception came from. Um,
0: Or even that it
1: happens regularly.
0: Yeah, I do not know. That's a good question. The only time
1: I have ever even remotely come across a situation like this, it was porn. And when I say (laughs) remotely come across it, I wasn't watching porn. I was on a website and there was a porn ad and the thumbnail was a naked pillow fight. But that's well, the only time I have ever organically encountered that situation. Mhm. And I feel like, you know, oh well, there there may or may not be a porn video out, about this out there, which means it definitely happens
0: in mass across the world. Yeah, that's not something I had thought about before, but yeah. Not I- really
1: on my bucket list either, honestly. Like there's a lot of things in life I want to do. I'm actually good if this doesn't happen.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: Um I also like um and when i say I like howard constantly talking that he's going to marry these models it definitely like tracks with that uh scene with that episode like once we've met bernadette where like he's like oh well you know she's not a supermodel like i always imagined
0: very true thankfully he moves past that eventually yeah
1: and when they find the when they're talking about oh they have a house or whatever like it reminds me of that one season of Big Brother where people were taking like a tour of the lot and they got near the Big Brother house and they started shouting over the wall that like someone was trying to backdoor someone else or do all this other shit and then production like freaked out obviously but then the person on the other side of the wall was like are these people telling the truth or do they not like me and are trying to fuck with me and trying to get me to like go against my alliance and like all this other stuff so I don't actually think it made a difference because they were trying to help this one player out, but that player's like, well, I don't know who this person is. Like, I don't know if they're trying to help me or if they're trying to sabotage me. Mm -hmm. I wish I remembered what season that was. It was probably about 10 years ago though.
0: Well, I know like in recent seasons there have also been, I don't think there were people on tours, but just people who like managed to like sneak close enough to the house somehow well, quote-unquote house, because they're, like, in the studio a lot. Yeah. Um, which also then it made me wonder, like, if mm, Top Model actually used, like, a house, or if it was also, like, a studio situation. Because um, I have no idea. But yeah, like, I know in recent seasons also that's been a thing with Big Brother with people trying to yell, and then people inside the house kind of, like, half here, and then, like, which leads to confusion on what was said and all of that.
1: I actually think that the Bachelor Mansion is an actual location, because mm-hmm. um, I think I read that it's, like, not owned, like, by ABC, like, some rich dude owns it, and they, like, rent it from him or something like that, let me see, oh my god, it's on Airbnb for 7500 a night.
0: <laughs> That's a lot. I also saw, I was looking at, like, the Big Bang wiki, like, skimming it before we started recording, and then they pointed out that, like, most likely Top Model would have been recorded, like, in completion, and then edited yes. and aired afterwards, um, which is how most of those shows work, like, Big Brother being one of the, like, exceptions. But yeah, like, chances are, like, the whole, like, they would have all been gone and home by the time this was airing, so. Unless it was the
1: next season already. Because mm-hmm. I know that there's been cases where – I think there was at least one season of Survivor where a guy played back-to-back, and when they were doing the reunion show for, like, season – I'm just going to come up with a number – for, like, season 26, that dude was already back from filming season 27. hmm So that might have been what was going on, but it would have been a different group of women.
0: Yeah. I also feel like they made it more complicated than needed, trying to, like, tracing the house on the TV, like, there are other, like, I was thinking, like, wouldn't you, like, stream it on your computer and, like, get screenshots rather than, like, tracing like that? I don't know.
1: Do you know what it makes me think of? What? When we were looking for that beach from The Good Place. (laughs) (laughs) And we, like, pulled up, like, the satellite imaging, and we're like, okay, this is a pretty good – we think this is our candidate. And then we, like, drive there, and we're like, okay, this looks like it matches. And then we get down there, and we're like, the rocks match! (laughs) (laughs) Like, definitely – I think I remember thinking about this episode, too, when we were doing that, but, like – we were, we took, we had the good place up on your TV and we were taking pictures of your TV screen <laughs> to try to match stuff up. So like, that was kind of our, we weren't being creepy about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then I remember when we got to the beach and we were going to do the laying face down in the sand thing. And I was like, Oh my God, these people that are like at the watch thing above. I'm like, This is so embarrassing if they don't know what we're doing. And then I was like, Oh no, I think it's worse if they do know what we're doing. <laughs> like.
0: <laughs> I
1: could not decide if I wanted these people to understand the reference or not. Like, I feel like it's just embarrassing in both cases. But Darcy Carden liked it, so that's all that matters.
0: Yes, so it was a win all around. Yes, but yeah, that this definitely reminds me of when we were doing that
1: because we're like pulling over and like matching up what we're looking at with like the satellite thing, and
0: yeah, I didn't think about that at all while watching rewatching this episode, but definitely because we were utilizing like. <laughs> google maps like satellite view and yeah
1: yeah it was great i was very proud of us that day
0: (laughs) yes um but yeah so here it's like another day they're back to watching the show trying to track the house um and then penny comes over to join them to eat and watch and then we have the start of the conflict really where she touches sheldon's uh onion ring which I I get why like I wouldn't want someone to like touch my food, or like take an onion ring probably, but like, but then of course it's Sheldon, so it's much much and bigger. also
1: like it's a group of friends. Like I don't like onion rings, but like for example, I've known you and Marianne for a long time. If we were all out eating and one of you had a big thing of fries, I might just absentmindedly grab a fry. Yeah, like I wouldn't like you know grab my napkin scoop up your entire thing of fries and move them over to my plate but like <laughs> i might grab one you know if it was like something where onion rings there's less of them like if you guys had like cheese sticks or whatever and um there were only like three of them i might be like can i have the end of one like i wouldn't take 33 percent of your mm-hmm. food but See, like, like that's if that's literally the- a lot
0: yeah, like, that's literally just a comparison I was thinking of with, like, mozzarella sticks. Like, I wouldn't want someone to just, like, take one of my mozzarella sticks, because you generally don't have, like, a bunch of them. It's yeah. so, Like, with the onion rings, it kind of depends on, like, how many were there in general, like, how big they were, like, if it would be like, oh, yeah, like, I can take one and he's not going to notice, versus, like, taking one and there's really just, like, a handful of them there.
1: Yeah, and it's still, like, it's, there is still a familiarity aspect to it, like, The first time I met Marianne, I would not have taken a fry off of her plate without asking. But like, at this point, like, I mean, obviously, you guys know each other better than I know Marianne. But like, I know Marianne well enough that if she had like a full on plate of fries, I don't know that I would ask her if I was going to take one. Or Mm -hmm. I might grab one and be like, oh, can I try this? And at that point, it's like, well, you're already touching it. So eat it. But like, you know, (laughs) when, when you're more familiar with someone, I feel like that's more acceptable.
0: Yeah, there's definitely different factors that go into it. Um, and
1: also, like, if it was a burger, I would not grab anyone's burger and take a bite. But a fry, you can eat without, like, contaminating the rest of the food.
0: <laughs> exactly. The other, other guys immediately tell her to put it back, and then it's not in the right place. And then they decide they're going to deny when Sheldon comes back. And then Howard and Raj immediately give in. <laughs>
1: I remember reading a review of this episode when it came out, and it was just like they say "wall of silence" and proceed to fold like a house of cards the second that Sheldon
0: questions. It. <laughs> Very true. Um, but yeah, so that was Penny's second strike, which we find out her first was um, forwarding email humor.
1: Which I like- feel like he should have had to inform on the first strike.
0: Yeah, well he probably did and she just like completely ignored it. That's true. Yeah. So I was thinking like so like the forwarding email humor, like as of now, like seems like a very dated thing. Like people don't at least no one I know. I don't know, probably some like the old people who like use Facebook for (laughs) random memes. I don't know, some of them still like I could see forwarding email chains. My
1: favorite thing is when somebody will be like someone'll be like, Oh, like um, I'm I'm scared to, like, go into Messenger because somebody sent me a link and I don't want to get, and I'm like, if you don't click the link, opening your Messenger app is not going to give you a virus, Jesus no. Christ. Like, if they send you a link, just don't open the link. Like, this one lady was talking, her niece or whatever had gotten hacked and had sent her a link. And now she's like, I can't talk to my niece on Facebook anymore. And I'm like, why? And she's like, because if I open the chat, I'm going to get a virus. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Just don't click on what was sent. You can open the chat. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, But yeah, but I also hated those that has cheeseburger cat. Like, it was not funny. It was never funny. I don't understand.
0: No, like that I never got. I do remember like in like, junior high high school like forwarding like the email chains with random whatever to like a bunch of friends but like i feel like by the time i was in college slash when this would have aired like those were like on the down they like on the decline i don't know maybe there's still some overlap there
1: i did like that one um post somebody made i think it was on facebook a couple years ago that was just like, oh my gosh, they were like, I figured out why I'm poor and I'm not happily married. It's because I didn't forward that chain email 10 <laughs> years ago. And then someone comments, that explains the little girl with no eyes at the foot of my bed, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I hate that I understand every word of this. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so Penny's got her two strikes. Um, Leonard says, they only stay on your record for a year. And then Howard says you can get him removed early, but you have to take a class.
1: And also, okay, here's something. I'm with Sheldon. Don't put the food back if you take it. But unless she, like, unless she like put the onion ring down her shirt, it's not like every <laughs> yeah. single, you know what I'm saying? Like, every single molecule of that onion ring was compromised. Like, she could pick it back up again, and the rest of his, like... This this bullshit is why we still have covid. This is the shit people believe. <laughs> like when people are like, "Oh, well uh well my favorite thing is when they claim that um they're like, "Oh, masks don't work because your spit and the virus can still go through it." But then they're like, "I can't wear a mask because I can't breathe." I'm like, "Oh, so the virus can get through the mask so they're pointless, but the oxygen can't get through the mask, which is why you're suffocating." I remember someone made a note at work about a difficult client, and they were like, claimed that if they put on a mask, their oxygen would immediately drop to zero, as if they would not quite literally be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: I like, I would, I I feel like if you like, take a bite of something and then put it back, that's like, bad. But like, if you're just holding it and put it back, like, I don't see a problem.
1: No. Also, I'm a little confused at the timeline here, how much time has passed, because assuming that he did not consider her a permanent member of their social group since she told him that they were officially friends just a couple of episodes ago, unless he's retroactively awarding her strikes, how was her first strike the previous March?
0: Hmm. And
1: this would have... This was a sweeps episode, I think, so this was November.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, yeah, episode 7, it would have been fall, so... And March would have been end season 1, middle to end. Yeah, this aired November 10th,
1: 2008. Holy shit, this episode is 13 (laughs) years old in a couple months.
0: (laughs) That is crazy. Though I I wouldn't honestly put it past Sheldon to retroactively apply strikes, so... Yeah. Yeah. But then, okay, once you have three strikes,
1: is the three strikes a year from the date of the third strike? Or if it's November, is she just a couple months from that has cheeseburger strike
0: dropping off? Falling off. I would think that it would be like a year per strike. So yeah, you could, she could wait until March and then be back to two. <laughs>
1: She could wait till March 17th, do some bullshit, have a break from Sheldon for 24 hours, and then waltz right back into the apartment. <laughs> there could be strategy involved in this.
0: Yeah. Spread spread them out strategically. hmm I do really like the editing, how it goes from Penny being like, ooh, like, strike three, what's that? And then it just cuts to, I'm banished? <laughs> also, how did he get her to get out of the seat? Yeah, I guess she, like... Maybe she was just, like, I don't know. I don't know. She just gave up at that point? Or she's just annoyed enough that she's just going to leave? But she goes, from I'm
1: taking a stand to, like, apparently being physically removed from the apartment, but we don't see any of that.
0: Yeah. So then the Cheesecake Factory. The guys are still working on narrowing down the house. You know, to our credit, we found the, well, I was going to say we found the beach a lot quicker than they found the house, but we also had, like, like, I, like other people had found it and said, like, oh, it's in this area, and we just had to narrow down, like, which specific. so we had a much bigger head start.
1: Yeah, but you also, we already, we knew it was in Malibu just because we knew, like, the filming location, so the other people being like, oh, it's in Malibu, it's like, well, no shit.
0: Yeah, well I like I did have I'm pretty sure like the like the beach itself, it was just it was a long beach so we had to like find which part of the beach. So we yeah. had more than just the city.
1: And there was like and especially since it was like a um it wasn't like when we went to Zuma Beach where it's like you can see like the whole beach like it was kind of like a bunch of like coves where you couldn't see into the next one. So yeah. we had to figure out like which one it w- it was. And then because the good place was so secretive, we're like, well, is it one of the ones you can access from the road? Or did they, like, take a boat into one of the ones that you can't get to from the road, in which case we wouldn't have been able to get down there? Yeah. So there was that. Um, So I looked up when they were discussing where this house is. um, They said they've narrowed it down to three square miles in the Hollywood Hills or possibly Durham North Carolina. I looked this up, the first three seasons of America's Next Top Model, as well as seasons 10, 12, and 14, were filmed in New York City, and then all of the others were filmed in Los Angeles.
0: Hmm. So, which...
1: Oh, I have no fucking idea. Let me see.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of assuming that the years they were in L.A. were lined up with this point of Big Bang Theory, but I also could see it just, they got off. Or they just assumed that they would, like, be filming there again, and then it turns out that they moved. Hold
1: on, why is there an entire section on this Wikipedia titled, Deceased Contestants? That seems like...
0: (laughs) How many contestants are listed
1: there? I don't know, because I'm currently looking at the seasons. Hold on. Um, Okay, so the episode that... The season that started airing on September... Oh, wait, this would have been... September of 2000, this would have been the fall of 2008, right?
0: This episode? Yeah. Yes.
1: Which would have been season 10, which would have been filmed in New York. (laughs) But season 11, hold on. But season 11 was filmed in Los Angeles, so if they were filming... You know what I'm saying? If they were filming a season ahead when Howard and Raj were looking for it, that would have been filmed in Los Angeles. Okay. So they would have had to have been. So there's
0: otherwise, some wiggle room.
1: Otherwise there's another random house which a bunch with a bunch of hot women just hanging out that they still move <laughs> on. But I feel like probably not.
0: And I did I, see. Go ahead. Or like the Big Bang Wiki mentioned how like how like they name a couple of contestants, like Giselle and whoever else. That there were, like, contestants with those first names that had been on, like, different seasons, like, a prior to this year, but they were, like, on different seasons from each other. So there wasn't, like, it's not like they were referencing a specific season that was, like, current, that was real. They just kind of choose a couple names. And then I think, like, the ones at the end then were, like, from whatever, I don't know, from the show also. but
1: One of my favorite interactions in this whole episode probably was when Leonard was like you're not going to party with them you're not going to get anywhere near that place and Howard's like that's what they said to Neil Armstrong and Sheldon's like no one said that to Neil Armstrong <laughs> <laughs>
0: like yeah. like
1: Kennedy said we're going to put a man on the moon by the end of the decade or oh I'm sorry a man on the moon by the end of the decade and uh we we fucking did it even though he was dead as shit by then But I'm just like, whenever Howard was like, that's what they said to Neil Armstrong, I remember my family just being like, no, and then Sheldon has his line, and we're like, okay, thank you.
0: (laughs) And then I like Raj's follow-up to that, and a large number of people will believe it never happened.
1: (laughs) Oh, before this year's out, we'll put a Wallowitz on one of America's
0: top (laughs) models.
1: That was just a really good subject, I guess, that they put in here. They they tied that in really well. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so Penny shows up, takes the guy's orders, but she skips Sheldon because he's banished from the Cheesecake Factory. Um, Their new policy is no shoes, no shirt, no Sheldon.
1: Which, I used to like that line, and now I'm like, that implies that you can't wear your shirt or your shoes in the Cheesecake Factory.
0: That what? You cut out, sorry.
1: So... Think about it. It's no shirt, no shoes, no service, normally, Mm -hmm. which is saying if you don't have a shirt or you don't have your shoes, you can't come in. No Mm -hmm. shoes, no shirt, no Sheldon implies that Sheldon shirts and shoes are not allowed in this location, which means no one in there can wear a shirt or shoes.
0: (laughs) That is true. Doesn't quite work that way.
1: No. Although... Howard would probably like if the top model house was no shoes, no <laughs> Sheldon.
0: That would be the dream situation for Howard with that house.
1: Yes. And then I liked when he pulls, Leonard pulls Penny aside and they're just like, hi, at each other before they want to do it. Like, that just makes me laugh because it's so random.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he tries to get Penny to apologize. Um And then I like, like, the end of that bit when he's, like, she says she's not going to apologize for something she didn't do. And then I was like, well, (laughs) technically you did do it. And she's just, that strike one, Leonard. And her, like, smile. It's like, Penny's
1: just gone rogue with this Cheesecake Factory. Like, she's like, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want now, which (laughs) I love. But when I, like, she was like, I'm not going to apologize to that. And he's like, oh, it's easy. He'll even tell you what to say. (laughs) This episode just shows how abusive Sheldon is to all of his friends. Mm Mm-hmm. And I agree with her. Like, if you keep going along with it, you're encouraging him. And honestly, Sheldon does not really end up learning until people start standing up to him. Yeah. Like, you have to kind of, and I don't mean this you're responsible for other people's growth, but there are some cases where if you just stop accepting it, the person will change because they realize, oh, there's consequences.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And then just speaking of, like, Penny going rogue, like, then, like, the right next bit of the scene where, like, she shows up with her food. And then she, like, she was forced to bring Sheldon his, but she's just like, go ahead, eat it. (laughs) I dare you. And, like, she could have done absolutely nothing to the food, but she's just, like, in Sheldon's head at that point. And I doubt he ended up eating anything. (laughs) So then moving back to the guy's apartment... They have found the house now, thanks to Google Earth. And n- no, that wasn't Google Earth. That was NORAD. They got this the spy drone. Um, but they found the house, and then Penny is shows up angry because Leonard or er, Sheldon cut her off from the Wi-Fi, complete with a video message for her. Greetings,
1: hamburger toucher. <laughs> also, I aming. Were people still IMing in 2008?
0: Um, I think so.
1: Because, like, I really started getting on the internet in 2008, 2009, and I do not recall IMing being a part of... We we were emailing each other single sentences back and forth at that point. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess... I don't know if, like, AIM was still around at that point, but I feel like IM may have just been, like, used more generally as, like, a chat reference
1: yeah maybe I don't know I don't know to me like mess like I am and stuff like that's that's older than that to me but it might just be because I wasn't doing it so Mm -hmm. it seems older but I don't know
0: like I am does like I like I connect that to like like I said like aim like those sort of chat rooms but I don't know if maybe it was used like in a slightly broader sense Um, Then here we get uh, Penny's Junior Rodeo reference. Find out she can hogtie and castrate him in 60 seconds.
1: I have not seen castrations happen like that, but those types of rodeo events were kind of fun. I didn't do them, but I watched them a lot, because where I live, it's like there's fuck all else to do when you're a kid other than go to rodeos, (laughs) but...
0: I have been to the rodeo, like, a couple times on, like, vacation in Texas, and they were fun to go to as, like, a vacation event.
1: Yeah, we, had, we have some cow camps up north that we used to go up to with my uncle. Um, he had a cabin up there, and we... uh We would go to those, we got to ride some of the horses, because my uncle basically bullied some of his friends into letting us ride his horses, I did not know about that until after, and they were super uncomfortable with it until my sister and I got on the horses, and they realized that we knew how to ride, and then they relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) And then I found out afterward, because they were very nice to us, they're like, oh yeah, you're gonna ride this horse! And I was, like, eight, and so I didn't realize that, like, behind the scenes they were, like, super uncomfortable with the situation, but my uncle was not used to people telling
0: him no. (laughs) Sounds like somebody else we know here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so then Howard tries to help Penny bypass whatever blockage there was, and then earns the rest of them all one more strike for trying to help.
1: And I like how he knew that that was going to be all of them. Mm -hmm. Not just hello, Howard, or
0: hello, Leonard,
1: but hello, puny insects.
0: Yeah. Actually, it's kind of surprising that, like, Howard was the one who was like, oh, here, like, let me, like, get you back online, and, like, Leonard didn't seem to know or attempt to do that.
1: Well, see, here's why I think, um, because when – They got the additional strike, and Leonard says, thanks a lot, Howard. He probably was like, whoever helps Penny get back online is going to get an additional strike, and I don't want an additional strike. So when Howard says, I'll do it, Leonard's thinking, perfect. And then they all got a strike anyway.
0: Yeah, because Leonard, he was, yeah, he was wanting her to apologize still. So he was just trying to avoid all of the conflict. So I get that. And then we have Penny and Sheldon in the hallway. And this, so this is the scene, this is, like, the first scene of the episode I remember, like, I don't know if, like, when I first came in, if maybe it was, like, something else right before, but, like, I remember, because I remember, like, seeing, like, Kaylee in the hallway and being like, oh, like, that's what's her name from Eight Simple Rules. So, like, this is the first part that, like, I remember watching, is this hallway scene. Yes. My Big Bang introduction. And it's finding out that this weird guy has a laundry night.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, this just reminds me of when uh, Leonard and Penny got together and Amber was like, they should have sex in the laundry room Saturday night at 815 and just traumatize the shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they must have done that at some point.
1: Oh, there's fanfic. Amber wrote
0: it. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure there is. I vaguely remember maybe reading that. I'm sure I did. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Because we lost our minds when she wrote it. (laughs) Yeah. Penny... But also, like, okay, so, like, Penny, like, majorly interrupts his routine here by doing laundry on Saturday at 8.15. Does Sheldon just happen to get lucky that no one else ever does their laundry at that point? Or does the rest of the apartment just know not to do their laundry to avoid th- his That's wrath? That's what I was
1: going to say. Like, you remember when we were on Hope's podcast and we were talking about how there were no women at the comic book store – And Mm -hmm. I said, like, you know, there's a lot of comic book stores in LA and I wouldn't be comfortable in that comic book store. So there's probably no women in that one because they're not dumb and they know to stay away because that's the creepy comic book store. I feel like anyone who had ever accidentally used their – used the laundry room that night probably are just like, yeah, we're not going to do that again.
0: Yeah, just quickly learn their lesson to avoid him. (laughs)
1: And then I loved when she comes up to um tell him that her clothes are gone and just his, really, despite the sign that says do not leave laundry unattended. <laughs> I always used to do that. When I lived in Kentucky, I never sat in there with my laundry. hmm
0: I mean, I feel like it makes more sense if you're like going to like a laundromat than I can get like the point of like you don't want to like just leave your stuff there out in the public bullet running but like if it's like a like a laundry room like in your apartment i don't see the issue like i feel like everyone would leave it in the machines
1: my laundry room was not the same as this laundry room um because my apartment building we didn't open to an indoor hallway i came out onto the walkway i was on the fourth floor but um I would walk out and the stairs to the parking lot were right there it was it was kind of like a motel type- si- type situation, and our laundry room you got in and out of that like from the parking lot. there was a door into it, mm-hmm. so if it was like inside the building, like this one, I probably would feel more comfortable like I really don't know why I didn't supervise my laundry when I lived there um but you were supposed to have a key to get into that laundry room, but, I mean, that door didn't lock, so I was really flying by the seat of my <laughs> pants there.
0: Yeah, like, the the one apartment building I've lived in, the laundry room, it, like, it wasn't, like, like, a completely enclosed, like, with their apartment. Like, you had to, like, go outside and then into another room to get to it, but the laundry room itself was, like, behind, like, a gate. Because, like, you had to, like, go through a gate to get from the parking lot into the building, like, to buzz yourself in or whatever. And then the laundry room was, like, just inside of that. So, like, there wouldn't – you couldn't have, like, people wandering in from, like, the street or something, so. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Was this in college or was this when you
0: lived with your sister? Uh, That was the Long Beach one with my sister. Okay. Yeah, like, my main thought with, like, do not leave laundry unattended is, like, don't leave it sitting there, like, once the machines are done sort right. of thing. Not like, that someone's gonna, yeah. 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 Penny's clothes are now all out on the telephone wires, which I noticed, I feel like, or at least, so it stood out to me how Sheldon told you like, to get a long stick and play Panty Pinata, Because I feel like most of the episode titles, like, aren't actually, like, said within, you know, like, the episode at some point. It's more like a description. So it's just like, oh, there's the title. Like, he actually said it in the episode. I kind of forgot that it's actually a line.
1: Also, I feel like what he's describing isn't how pinatas are engaged with.
0: Yeah, it's... She's not trying to, like, break something to get... I guess you
1: could just whack the wire and hope stuff falls, but for me, it would be more of, like, a hooking it. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, when she asked how he got them up there, I'm like, do you want to (laughs) know? Like, I was door dashing yesterday, and I did, for a brief second, think, why are there six used condoms in the Buffalo Wild Wings parking lot? And then I realized that I actually didn't want someone to tell me.
0: See, that I don't want to know. But I have to say, I am kind of curious how Sheldon managed to get them all up there.
1: He probably got a long stick.
0: (laughs) Reverse panty piñata.
1: But also, well, it's not even (laughs) piñata. But I also, I don't think I would want to know the details of how Sheldon was handling my underwear.
0: Hmm. True.
1: Like, I'm just going to get him down, wash him again a couple of times. Although, if there was one man that I would be, I guess, comfortable with handling my undergarments, it might be him, because he's about the only person that I would trust to not be
0: weird with it. Because, like, you know, if, like, Howard had gotten them, Penny Ugh. would just be like, okay, just throw them away. Burn it all.
1: Yes. Um, but, yeah, I still, I'm like, no, no, I don't want to know. Yeah. And I like when Sheldon, or Penny's like, I've done stupid things, you've done stupid things, and then she's like, you gotta meet me halfway, and he's like, oh, I'm willing to concede you've done stupid things. <laughs> as much as I would hate having someone like that in my life, I'm like, okay, she did kind of
0: walk right into that. Yeah. And then Leonard shows up, he's like, oh, you guys are talking again, good. <laughs> and then just, just the identical glares. <laughs> And then when she leaves and says Junior Rodeo on, and he's just, aww, not Junior Rodeo. That is very much like, aww, not the pet store vibes. Yes, and then he's like, aww, when he looks out the window.
1: <laughs> he was so good in that scene. Like, this is very much a uh, Sheldon and Penny-driven storyline, but Leonard is the perfect, like, accessory to it. Yes. And by accessory, I don't mean, like, an accessory to a crime. I mean, like, if you're, like, wearing an outfit and your jewelry is an accessory, like, he's that type of accessory.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Which very much, like, in the next scene, as Penny's, like, trying to tape together the, like, (laughs) mops and sticks and whatnot – I love when she asks, like, telephone wires can electrocute you, can they? And he's just like, no. No. <laughs> Look, this has to stop. Just, like, like, answers quick and then just moves on.
1: I don't know if he was like, okay, I'm going to answer her question and then jump into what I'm doing. Or if it was just like, are you kidding me? Of course they can't. Not un- unless they're on the ground. Mm-hmm. Which might happen if Penny's beating them like a piñata.
0: I mean, to be fair to Penny, I feel like that's a question I would ask also, just to confirm. So yeah and then leonard hands over sheldon's kryptonite his mom's phone number now i have a
1: question um because you
0: know superhero shit um have Mm -hmm. they ever said with like kryptonite
1: something like that have they ever referenced shortening a war and saving lives no because to not me, that i'm I aware always, of i always thought that was like a reference to like the US's justification for using the atomic bomb like people are like oh it, it killed a bunch of people but it saved more lives and like that whole situation is like so icky and propaganda fueled now that now when i hear that line i'm like eh, is this a reference to like how we justified like that shit that we didn't need to do because the war was already basically over and they were gonna surrender anyway so i was just like i'm hoping that there's like a superhero explanation for that line but maybe there's not
0: no i mean like i'm definitely like not as knowledgeable as probably most people that are into like comics and superheroes like i'm a very more of a casual but i have definitely like leonard's line i've always seen that more as tied to like actual like justifications that have been used in war versus like something specifically connected to su- superman or kryptonite or yeah. anything that's happened there
1: whenever i hear in general like oh this this might look bad but it'll shorten the war and save a bunch of lives like i think about what we were taught about the bomb when i was young yeah um and then to switch topics sort of um we've talked I've talked about this before but I saw this episode before I saw um the luminous fish effect and so I actually think it was better that way because I know that the um when he we find we find out that this is his mother um I know that the joke was oh you remember that sweet old lady who can definitely handle sheldon Whereas Mm -hmm. I didn't know that we had met his mother, and so I had this, like, blank slate, and I was just like, oh my god, what kind of monster is his mother? So, like, (laughs) when I did end up meeting his mother, I'm like, wait, this is the lady that he was scared of in season two?
0: Yeah, I don't, like, I don't remember what specifically, like, I thought of her based on just, like, his half of the phone call here. I don't remember thinking, like, oh, like, she's just, like, monster, like, terribly mean person. Um, I do like, though, like, looking at it now, like, you can kind of get, like, an impression about her, especially with Sheldon's, like, no, you're right, I don't really know what Jesus thinks about. (laughs) Like, I don't think this is the kind of thing Jesus concerns himself with right before that. Like, like, those little, like, hints of, like, sort of, um, what's part of what she's, um, like. Yeah, I mean,
1: there was the, the, uh, what was I gonna say? The Jesus references, but i i was whatever impression i got of his mother off of this episode i think especially just the way that penny was like i said i wanted to hurt him but this (laughs) i did not think that they all like liked sheldon's mother Mm -hmm. so when i saw the luminous fish effect i was like um this is not the image i had in my head
0: yeah i think i did take it more of like a general like just like oh like she can like control him or like but not like from a harsh perspective Mm -hmm. um but i also don't remember like when i like later went back to season one and met her or um then thinking like oh like i don't remember like connecting it back to this at that point
1: yeah like i kind of would have expected i mean i know that sheldon gets along with leonard's mom but like the type of dynamic that sheldon would have with his mom i kind of interpreted it very close to the dynamic that leonard has with his mom like um uh, mm-hmm. like an abusive type situation yeah that was more the vibe i got from this um whereas most people watching this had already met mary and then had more context but
0: yeah and then we've got leonard or sheldon asking leonard if he told on him <laughs> i love like leonard's like are you kidding me i already have two strikes I want to know what his first one was. I know, that's what I was just thinking. His second one was just then in this episode from the computer situation. So what was his first one?
1: I also love, I don't know, the Sheldon and Mary dynamic. Like, he 100% does not, is not religious in the slightest. But he still very willingly acknowledges, you're right, Ida, I don't know what Jesus thinks about, like, that's a fair point you just made here, (laughs) like. Yeah. Like, it's like, he completely dismisses her belief system, but he's just like, you know, honestly, I can't say I know for sure what Jesus thinks about, so, you know, you have made a solid (laughs) argument.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what the specific was, but I remember, like, there being something similar to that with him. In another episode where we brought up, like, yeah, like, he doesn't, like... Oh, no, it was the prayer thing. Like, oh, you're praying right now. I'll let you okay. have that time with Penny. Yeah,
1: he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I will I will let you do your morning prayer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he, like, he doesn't believe it, but, like, he'll give them, like, that moment of respect.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. that moment of, I know I'm not going to get anywhere if I push
0: back on this, so <laughs> we're yeah. just gonna... Yeah. And then we have Sheldon apologizing to Penny, gives her her laundry, or sends her strikes and the banishment. And then Penny, like, tries for a second to, like, push it a little further with sitting wherever she wants. And then she's like, nope, never mind. Okay, I'm good.
1: (laughs) And then I like how he had initially asked Leonard, did you tell on me? But in this scene, it's, like, very clear that he knows it was Penny. (laughs)
0: Yes. And he respected that. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the reminder, quoting Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility.
1: And then they, how they, like, turn at the same time to head yeah. back towards their
0: respective. I really
1: liked that. Yeah.
0: Just understood. They, like, know where they stand, and, like, it's done for now. Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm very surprised she didn't whip that out again for the remaining ten years, though.
0: Yeah. Maybe she just kept holding it, like, in her back pocket. Like, it's not quite bad enough to have to use it yet
1: right like i i definitely need this to keep its punch so you can uh so when i do use it it's serious
0: yeah and then we have the tag with howard and raj have arrived at the top model house
1: and i which think- honestly go ahead
0: i was just gonna say like this whole like this storyline i like forget that this is part of this episode Like, I think Panny Piñata, I just think of, like, the main obvious, like, thing with Sheldon and Penny, and then it's always like, oh, yeah, and then this is, like, the second thing that's going on in this episode, so it's just kind of there.
1: Yeah, um, so, multiple issues with this tag. One, you don't just get to waltz up to the Top Noddle House, for one. Yeah. Two, I hate the models are ditzes stereotype. Where, like, if, I'm sorry, no one, no matter what their profession is, no matter how pretty they are, is going to walk up to a door and have a, two random dudes show up, say, we're here to fix the cable. They go, I think we have satellite. And they go, that's what I meant. And then they go, oh, okay. And then just lets them in, turns their back on them, and starts walking away. I'm sorry. Maybe men think we're that stupid, but we're not.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, especially, like, beyond just, like, that wouldn't happen regardless, but then the fact that they're, like, in a house because they're filming a TV show that's going to have security, which they shouldn't have gone to the door, like you said, anyways, in the first place. But then that just, like, ups the, like, unbelievability.
1: I mean, unless, I mean, okay, if it was, like, Big Brother or something, if someone knocks on the door, no matter how ridiculous their excuse is, everyone kind of assumes it's a challenge. Yeah. But my knowledge of America's Next Top Model is not that random people showed up pretending that shit was broken.
0: Yeah, I would not. That would be my assumption as well, that that would not happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Now, Big Brother, they would roll with it.
0: 100%. Yeah.
1: But Big Brother was the type of show that is just like, how can we waste resources the most Okay, here's an idea. We're going to waste a bunch of water spraying people with a fire hose for three straight hours as a punishment. Part of why I stopped watching that show was I realized how much electricity, how much water they waste, all of this shit to put this show on. And I'm like, how does it not bother more people how environmentally unfriendly Big Brother is? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane. But that's the type of show where I could see Howard and, if they got to the door, I could see yeah. them at least the contestants letting them in. But security, even if they got to the door, like there's live feeds constantly, like they would cut the feeds, you'd go to the fish tank, and then people would run in and stop them. But I could see them letting them in. The only way that the models, from my knowledge of the show, would just let these random people in when there's no camera people with them or anything is just models are stupid. And that's ridiculous. Yeah. Are there stupid models? I'm sure. But that's just because the Venn diagram of stupid people overlaps with pretty much every profession. Mm-hmm. But, I like... Mean, look at it. Ben Carson, brilliant brain surgeon, thinks that going to prison makes you gay and that the pyramids were made to store grain. Like, there's dumb people everywhere. It's not profession-specific.
0: Yeah. And, like, when you're, like, only showing, like... Two models here, or whatever, and then you have them both be stupid. Like that's making and then the like the fact that these a dudes walk in,
1: and the other women are just like walking around. Yeah, and no, no one questions. questions it.
0: So yeah, not not a great tag, but otherwise a good episode.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sadly a, really a poor ending.
0: Sadly, yeah, poor ending to what is otherwise a fantastic episode. Just
1: think about how, if either of us, our first episode had been one of the ones that we didn't like, and then we just wouldn't have kept watching. I know. Let me tell you, if fucking uh, Jiminy Cricket, What's His Nuts, if that episode, but I would not have watched another one. You know, Jiminy, I'm trying Conjecture, to. Oh, I yeah. don't like that episode at all.
0: I'm trying to think of, like, the ones that, like, I didn't like the most, but I feel like if I had watched them first without context... Like, I feel like most of why I didn't like them had to do with, like, character things. And, like, if I'd just seen them first, I wouldn't have been, like, bothered by it necessarily. I just wouldn't have been like, oh, this is great TV. It would just would have been like, oh, whatever this is. Well, I
1: can tell you one thing. If the Plimpton simulation had been my first episode, it would have reinforced all of my preconceived notions about how sitcoms are just a bunch of horny people sleeping with each other and breaking up and sleeping with other people and soap opera drama. And I just would have been like, no. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that would not have been a good episode to start not with. Not a
1: great inter neither would have uh the one with Joy. Mm hmm. Like, that just would have reinforced all my problematic viewpoints about sitcoms. That one would have as well. Yeah. Now, was Raj a raging misogynist through a good chunk of my first episode? Yes. Um the humor was funny enough that I came back and in two thousand eight I was or two thousand seven, no, two thousand when did that air? i saw it in 2008 um i was definitely more of a "eh, they were drunk people are dumb when they're drunk type of person i don't Mm -hmm. know if i would have kept watching it if i had seen it in 2021 but in 2008 oh i was there for it
0: yeah so like with this episode like i remember i guess i was like amused by it like this half that i saw and then obviously, like, I think the biggest part was just like, oh, like, that's, like I said, that's, uh, what's her name from Eight Simple Rules. Mm-hmm. And then just because I was, like, with friends who were watching, I don't know if, like, from what I saw, I would have been that on its own enough to, like, bring me back, like, if it had been, like, a weekly episode, like, to watch again the next week. But because I was with friends who just, like, had the DVDs running, so, like, I saw, like, I don't know, probably, like, a handful of episodes that night. And then that was enough to sort of, like, get me started. And then, like, with the trip, then we finished the season. And at that point, I was like, okay, I need to watch more and find out what's, like, what happens. So. Because by the end of season two, I was very much like, okay, Leonard and Penny have to get together now, right? So. (laughs) Yep.
1: This is a good one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, that will wrap up this episode then. So, if you guys have... Questions, comments, suggestions, you can email us at podcast at thebigbingbuzz.com or leave a comment on the website at thebigbingbuzz.com or tweet us at thebigbingbuzz with three Zs. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.
1: Bye.